This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch. Race Wars. Oh, Race Wars back in the building. It's a, it's a hot show today, white daughter. Isn't it? Oh, it's going to be a hot, 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 hot show. Yeah, I've already been accused of sweating. Well, I've been, ac- I've been accused of being so- oily. That was before this. <laughs> yes, you got a little glow to you. Let's God introduce everybody. Let's, let's you jump think right I won't forget? This. We're going to jump right in. Mark, introduce yourself. I'm Mark Halperin, author of the new book, How to Beat Trump. Okay, Mark Halperin, Amongst author of the things. new book, How to Beat Trump. You're not a Trump fan? No, no, no. The book is not, is not my advocacy. The book is about what Democrats who are scared to death about Trump winning okay. think needs to be done to beat him. So okay. I talked to a bunch of scared Democrats who, who have done presidential campaigns and said, what does the nominee need to do? Because beating an incumbent president is hard and beating this guy is hard. It's he's really hard. he's a beast. He's of like a, a pro wrestler. You yeah. can't you can't take him down. I yep. can see yeah. Joe DeVito's already getting angry because he's pro Trump. I you see you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, introduce yourself. Uh Joe DeVito, uh comedian yes. and author of the book uh Four More Years. <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> Available now in scratch and sniff. <laughs> Noam, introduce yourself. Uh, Noam Dwarman, owner of the Comedy Cellar. Yes. That's it. Full welcome owner. Back. Full owner? <laughs> yes, full, full owner. Full owner, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Noam. You're welcome, sure. Yes. So, Mark, yes, first sir. of all, tell, and tell people who are who you are and what's going on with you. What's going on with it? With you. With your, whole, your whole yes. Okay. I was born a poor black man. Okay. <laughs> That's a good beginning. Yeah. That's a good beginning. It's going to be a good album. Uh, I've, been a, I've, I've covered every presidential campaign since 1988. Right. Uh-huh. And 88. I, 1988. And uh, in, in tw- 2011, I got a call from Donald Trump. Okay. Because I went on to, I'd seen him speak at a conference, and a lot of politicians spoke at this conference. Trump got the biggest applause. Right. So I went on TV, and I said, people think Trump's a joke. He's not going to ever run for president. But he talked about immigration. He talked about China. People take this guy seriously because people respond to him. Right. Now, Donald Trump, I like to say, is a complicated man. But yeah. in some ways, he is simple. If you say nice things about him on television, he likes you. Right. So he called me up, and I'd never talked to him before. I knew him like everybody else knew him as a guy on TV. Okay. And he said, come on over to Trump Tower. Wait, so he called you, like, directly? He somehow got my number, and he called me, and he said, it's Donald Trump. Did he you said, think somebody was joking when he first called through? Because you know, I think it was one of my friends you, fucking with you, me. You ever talk to that guy? Yeah. That voice, <laughs> it, yeah. he can't, I mean, with all due respect to Alec Baldwin, Nobody can do Trump, real, okay. real Trump. So he called me up. He said, I saw you on TV. I heard you say those things about me. Come over and let's talk politics. So I, I was one of the few people who took him seriously when he might run in 2012. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when he ran in 2016, I covered Trump rallies in over 25 states. And I talked to the supporters. So when he won and everybody else was stunned... I wasn't stunned at all. Yeah, I wasn't stunned. I predicted it on the show. You predicted did. it because I you and I are in a, you and I are in a small group of people who understood that he he could win. So he won, and then and then I, I, I talked to Democrats. I said, "Well, you guys think you're going to beat him next time?" These are people who've done politics for 20, 30 years who I've known, and they said we're scared to death mm-hmm. because everybody in our party watches MSNBC and CNN, and if you watch those things, you think Trump's got no chance. Exactly. It's yeah. 24-7, Trump is dead. Yeah. Uh, how many incumbent presidents do you think have lost since 1900 for re-election? Uh, four. 
nice. four since 1900. So that's one historical fact. Uh, Who was the last one? Bush? Bush, yeah. Yeah, Bush, Bush, and, Bush, Bush and Carter both lost, but then you got to yeah. go back to, to Herbert Hoover before oh, yeah. somebody else lost. He was a bum. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> so I, talked to all these Demo- I, I talked to all these Democrats. They said, we're scared to death. We don't think we have a strong candidate. We think uh, tr- uh, incumbent's hard to beat. What, 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 what can we do to get the word out about how to beat him? So I thought, that's an interesting topic. Right. So I interviewed 75 Democrats, some on the record, some on background, and I said, if you were advising your nominee, what mm-hmm. would you tell him to do? Mm-hmm. How would you beat this guy? And they had great ideas, super interesting, based on history, based on their, their knowledge of Trump, including some of the people who worked for Hillary Clinton. But to a person, with one exception, they thought this is a 50-50 thing or Trump is a favorite to win. And, yeah. again, you walk around the Upper West Side in New York, you wait in line at Zabar's, you think, no way. Right. Yeah, Trump, Trump can't win. Mm-hmm. But yeah. these people who are pro said, take this seriously. I'll give you one more historical uh, thing that, that they talked about. In uh, December of 2015, uh, uh, 2011, Barack Obama was running for re-election. Never heard of him. <laughs> he, was, he was one of our first black presidents. Okay, one of uh, them? How many Bill Clinton. Three? Bill Clinton. Well, just because you can play the sax don't make you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, New York Times, in December of 2011, so right around the time we are now in the cycle, they ran a, a front-page story that said, is Barack Obama toast? And they said he had a 17% chance of winning re-election. Mm. Now, less than a year later, he's romping over Mitt Romney. Right. So... People who look at the polls now or look at impeachment and say, oh, Trump's a dead duck. The people I talked to for the book said, no, take this seriously or we'll have four more years of Donald Trump. Do you think that's why they're trying to impeach him before the election because they think they can't beat him? Opposite. Nancy Pelosi, who's one of the smartest people in the party, you remember she resisted impeachment for months. Why? Because she thinks still that impeachment's probably going to make him stronger. Yeah. Because the, the House will impeach him. And then the Senate will not convict him. Right. And a lot of people in America are going to say, why did they waste all that time? Yeah. Like, they say, well, this Ukraine thing is such a slam dunk. For a lot of voters I talk to, they say, well, what really happened? Yeah, nobody you know, really cares about you know, Ukraine. They, yeah. they, they, Noam, you hate Nancy Pelosi. I know that for a fact. I like Nancy Pelosi. Mm. I, I don't agree with her politics, but I, I think she's a, a very competent yeah. uh, politician, you know? Yeah, she, but she's doing impeachment not because she thinks it'll hurt Trump chances. She thinks it's going to help Trump's chances. That's why she didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because Trump can go around saying they wasted all this time. Mueller wasted time investigating me. The, the Congress wasted time investigating me. I'm trying to do the people's business. And the other thing is, when was the last time you heard much talk about Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren and health care? Mm-hmm. They're they're blocked out. Yeah. These people. Well, we hear to, about Joe Biden, but only because of uh, what happened in the Ukraine. Right. Because he's connected stuff, yeah. to that. But yeah. but but you don't hear anything about his ideas for America. No. He has and, no ideas. Well, that's whoa, part whoa. of the problem. That's part of the problem. I think no. you're, you're right. Is he that's, slow, that's Joe? You trying to say he's slow, Joe, like Trump said? Messageless. Joe. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Right? It seems to me that the only one who has the only people who have ideas are uh, on the left. Right. And the country. I know a lot of people think that the people love Trump, but I think people just hate the left. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't yeah. stand Trump. Yeah. But voting for Elizabeth Warren, I mean, that's a real nose holding uh, to I, have to. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching a World Series in a bar near here the other night, and sitting next to me were three ladies in their 60s. Mm-hmm. They'd worked in th- in theater, they'd been in unions, and they said, "We voted. We we didn't vote last election. This election, we don't want Trump. We hate Trump." But if Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders is a Democratic nominee, we'll either sit it out or we'll vote for Trump. Yeah. Wow. And these were Democrats who union people. It's white women, though. There's did white you, women. Did they were white, white women, women voted for Trump the first time. Some Try to play it off like they ain't vote for him. I mean, they how, did. so how much of it? She was how, not white. Go ahead. How, how much here. of this strategy on how to beat Trump uh, it really depends on picking the right candidate? Well, 
I mean, part of the reason I wrote the book was so Democrats could look at it and say, who can do this stuff? A lot. It's the book is agnostic regarding who the best candidate is. The question is who can do the things necessary. Now, ideology is part of it, and and a lot of people in the party think nominating somebody who's against private health insurance is a death knell. But these are these are more strategic things, more tactical things that whether it's Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or anybody else, that all of the strategists I talked to said whoever we nominate need to do these things. And the biggest thing they said is they need to be thinking about Trump today. If you wait until you're the nominee next spring or summer, it's too late. You got to be thinking about Trump today. Who's the right person? All these people running. Who could be the right person to beat him, though? Nobody out of that group. Yeah, if, if I, I would have said Biden, if he never talked. <laughs> he was twenty years ago. <laughs> like, if he just kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Um, I don't think having his eyeball explode during a debate was was a smart move. No, but <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think that affected him. him. I don't think that affected. Well, you know, if the, if the knock on him that the narrative they're trying to sell is he's too old. He's not helping himself by yeah, appearing but, uh, to be ram. Even though he was always a babbler. The, yeah. yeah, the problem is that he can't he can't string together two sentences without sounding not senile, but just like like an old <laughs> man. Yeah, you know? like an old yeah. man. Yeah. Trump Trump will make. I think Men's Trump will out of him. Up. Yeah, you look, you look at Democrats who've been elected president: Kennedy, Clinton, Obama. Exciting, yeah. young, yeah. new, fresh. Yes, Carter was relatively young and new. Well, the peanuts Joe, did that Joe, for him. The peanuts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden is a lot of things. He yeah. will never be described as new. No. I mean. It's upsetting watching him get uh, attacked constantly. It is like watching your grandpa get yelled at. Yeah. Oh, when, it's, it, it when, hurts. When, when Castro uh, was making fun of him for forgetting something. Oh, it's oh so yeah. Mean. It, it, it's so it respect was disgusting. Your yeah, He's it's like, disgusting. you just yeah. said it. You forgot already? <laughs> yeah. 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 He had no chance anyway, but that would have killed him if he did have it, if he had had a chance. So, so funny, they make fun of him for forgetting something in the moment, yet they forget that socialism has left a pile of millions of corpses. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Joey's just getting warmed up. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck Joey, Show. Joey, I have a question. <laughs> Socialism good or bad? I'm going to say that's a no for me, dog. And that is a dog you're going to try and eat if you're in Venezuela. So, so, so what, what do you think about Trump's uh, the, the impeachment thing? Do you think, I guess there's two questions. Do you think what he's done is an impeachable offense? Mm -hmm. And then do you think it would be wise to remove him for it as opposed to having an election? I mean, I'm a little confused because I think he's done like a hundred other things that are worse than this. <laughs> like yeah. what? Well, I, it seemed to have obstructed the Mueller investigation. That seemed more serious. I don't than agree this. with you, but go ahead. That, that he obstructed the Mueller investigation. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. Did with you, you read the report? Yeah, yeah, I read very thoroughly. I mean, I even debated Neil Kachal on this. I mean, never heard of him. Don't be the <laughs> name dropping. He's a smart man. Uh, I, I, look, I think that that the president has done a lot of things that have flouted the conventions of the office, and I think he's done a lot of things that have divided the country. What he did in this case, I think, any Republican in Congress, if they were being honest, would tell you, was inappropriate. To me, the, the, the reality is the Democrats are not going to get this done quickly because Congress never does anything quickly. Impeaching the president and voting him out and trying to vote him out in an election year, I think is a bad idea. And Nancy Pelosi thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. Let the voters decide. Um, but what I, I think what he did was inappropriate, but, but from a, just the point of view of a normal voter. What, what was he? He's accused basically of saying, I want, I want opposition research on Joe Biden and I'm going to hold up your money. Well, they got their money and he got no opposition research on right. Joe Biden. So he's basically like an incompetent bank robber who walks into the bank and says, give me all your money, and but, then leaves without the money. But you still get arrested for attempted, attempted robbery. robbery. Yeah. So I think probably the, the right thing to do would be to, to censure him and to, and, to, and to investigate it fully and to censure him. But, but what Nancy Pelosi said about impeachment, Barack Obama said about health care. 
don't do it in a partisan way. Barack Obama said, we can't pass universal health care without Republican votes. He tried to get Republican votes, and then he passed it with just Democratic votes. You cannot impeach a president with one party strong-arming it through. It'll divide the country more. So two things. I, I agree with you that the, the <clears throat> best evidence that there was no quid pro quo is that nothing was ever followed But he through. wanted a quid pro quo. He, he, he wanted it. He threatened it, but and he didn't get it. He, but he, he threatened it, and then the guy said, yes, sir, Mr. President, and he hangs up, and then he doesn't, invest, he doesn't uh, investigate Biden. Yeah. And Trump doesn't call him back and say, hey, we had a deal. Right, he gave he, up the money. So it's kind of like this Trump thing. But what offends me about it most of all, and I haven't heard anybody really talk about uh -huh. this. You tell me if I'm out to lunch here. I think this is a big civil liberties violation. I don't see the bribery thing so much. The President of the United States shouldn't be, it's like rendition, shouldn't be finding a way for a foreign government to investigate an American citizen yeah. without the procedural rights an American citizen has. Yeah. Right. He's a fiduciary to that citizen. Yeah. And that bothers me way more than anything else. Yeah. yeah, no question. Although I will say, I agree with you, but I'll also say, you know, Bill Clinton got help from Tony Blair when he was running for president. But he didn't investigate an American citizen. Yeah. Well, but but help is help. No, Inter so, it's no. interference in an election. Right, I mean, but I think help is okay. But like I had a friend who was caught up in the Mueller investigation actually, yeah. and he was cleared. And I say, well, imagine if, if President Warren says, um, you know what, I'm not satisfied with this Mueller investigation, and she calls up some foreign government and says, listen, can you look into this? You're dude? absolutely right. That's yeah. like, you're, whoa, what? You're absolutely, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. But Donald Trump's view of the presidency, like. He's like, he's like, well, Lyndon Johnson did this kind of stuff, so I can do this kind of stuff. You know, uh, the, uh, J. Edgar Hoover investigated Martin Luther King and, and a bunch of other people. So he has a, he has a, like a cartoon version of what's appropriate. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is bad, and I think, I think it should be fully investigated, and I think it should be something that Congress talks a lot about. But I think he's done a bunch of other stuff that, that, that is also offensive to civil liberties. It's also offensive to the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment. Will some of these I'm things come out? Will some of these yeah. things roll out? You think with all these testimonies going on, everybody's testifying, so things that we don't even know about yet might come reveal itself. The reality is the Republican Party has tied themselves to Donald Trump. Oh, no and question so, about it. So yeah. when Donald Trump says, I could walk out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody yeah. and they wouldn't abandon me, People may think that's funny or hyperbole. I think that's somebody's it's, Melania. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's fact. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna abandon him. The, the base of the party is not gonna abandon him. The members of Congress aren't gonna abandon him. This man led the birther movement. This yeah. man made the Access Hollywood tape. This man uh, wanted to ban Muslims from immigrating coming to the United States. Mm -hmm. He 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 has already shown him who he is and what he's about. And a lot of Americans say they're fine. That's with all it. good. By the way, is there truth? I think I seem to remember you talking about this once years ago. Is there yeah. truth to the fact that the the Clinton campaign was the first ones to bring up the Bertha thing? Supporters of Hillary. Oh, Clinton. Hillary. Yeah. Supporters, supporters yeah. not the campaign, but supporters yeah. did. And uh, and Hillary Clinton certainly was interested in it. She was interested in Reverend Wright. Of course, she was. You know, yeah, they floated um, it. Yeah. Yep. So so Hillary, you know, Reverend Wright was legit. Mm -hmm. That's a legit issue to me. But yeah, I mean, something he should certainly should explain, and he did. What he can't it. be friends with a a black reverend. I think that given the kind of stuff that was coming out of that guy's mouth. It's a separation to, of to, church and state. To call him his mentor, uh, if, if you put the shoe on the other foot of any kind of other, any other race or any other religion would have been problematic, yeah. And his friend's relationship with Bill Ayers was also questionable. And a guy named Tony Rezko, they weren't mm -hmm. African-American. They were just 
white guys. Yeah, no. Misunderstood no. fellas. I, I, think, I think that if, uh, if, out, a, if, a, if a white candidate had been going to a, a, a called a, he a, 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 white a minister, <laughs> his mentor who was spouting out a lot of uh, race, uh, racist stuff or bigoted stuff, that would be the end of him. That's what I think. No, it'd be a problem. Yeah. Remember Reverend Wright's signature line? Goddamn America. There's that, but <laughs> the one I like was chickens coming home. You gotta hold it. Home. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. <laughs> I, I think one of the problems is that the Democrats keep investing in things where they, they're looking for things to say, what makes Trump look bad? Mm. And he's not someone you can make look bad. He right. doesn't give a shit. Right. And the people who support him don't care. Well, if so, Trump didn't make Trump look bad, you're yeah, not going to make Trump look exactly. bad. Exactly. He's not someone with a lot of shame. He's not a traditional yeah. politician. No, where you say this is embarrassing. So yeah. those things don't work. And they've tried with, oh, he's with a porn star. Well, yeah. The Donald Trump we've known for decades. It's like high five. He yeah. was with a porn star. Yeah. And they try to float this. People still talk about this thing about women peeing on a hotel bed as if it's a true story. It's like, these are made-up things mm -hmm. that what you're trying... What story? Wait, what story They said that? that he hired uh, prostitutes to pee on a bed in a hotel. I think they were actually under the, most of the, the oral tradition. They were gifted to him. He did not hire <laughs> You hired, okay. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> prostitutes <laughs> peed on a bed because the Obamas had stayed in the hotel room. It's a complete bullshit story. But it fits in with this, this ridiculous caricature that people who hate him want to believe. Right. Yeah. But people right. don't the care. No, the character, that fact is not true. The caricature is true. The character is true. Yeah. But yeah. he, you know, yeah. he's, but, but that's who he is and he's been, he's been famous for what, 30, 40 years? Easily. So, he does love Trump. No, but this is what Loves I'm saying. Him. He's a student <laughs> of Trump. Trump may do things that shock you, but you can't be surprised. Because he got yeah. grandfathered in. I was talking to Dice Clay yeah, about the same famous. kind of thing. Yeah. A Dice Clay, I was talking about the same kind of thing at the comedy club uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, he nobody comes after him for what he's saying because he got grandfathered in. It's like, you already know what Dice does. Yeah. So he yeah, can yeah. talk about whatever he wants to because yeah. you look stupid coming but after the, him the other point because you, you know what yeah. he does. Like, what are you going to go back and say, look what we found on Dice that he said? It's like, yeah, from his special that <laughs> yeah. he released? Yeah. But the, the other thing you said, the thing you said first is so important for the Democrats who want to beat Trump, which is you are not going to beat Trump at his game. You yeah. are not going to mm -hmm. you are not going to wrestle with him and beat him. But at the same time, you have to accept the facts. I, one of the people I talked to said Trump doesn't control the news. Trump is the news. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot out tweet him. You cannot out insult him. You have to figure out a way to present yourself to the American people in a way that they say, "I like that better." But if yeah. you try to take him down. No, there's just yeah. no chance. He's a He's, master troller. I yeah. mean, some of the stuff he puts on Twitter, it blows my mind that his his timing in that, in a way, it's it's mm -hmm. like a, a micro version of if you pull back and people say he got lucky or whatever, if you pull back and watch those interviews of him mm -hmm. from the 80s and they ask him what would need to happen for you to run for president, yeah. and you watch and you're like, holy shit, he was waiting for a moment he was. that he called out decades ago. So you can't just say he was he lucky was plotting. or He was plotting. He was, but if you look at some of his tweets and you pull back that, oh, he deliberately said this thing to rile up this audience, to distract them from this, nobody's that lucky. It, it may be an I, animal I, cunning, I once, but- I once said he was the second best presidential candidate of the modern era, and I was attacked. <laughs> I, I think Bill Clinton was better, but I think Trump's the second best. I said Trump had Corey Lewandowski and Twitter. That's yeah. how he won. He had nothing else. I mean, he had no. He didn't raise any money. He didn't have a big staff. That's just a guy p putting a thing on his own back and winning. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's one, another reason he's so formidable for reelection. Mm -hmm. It's the same guy, same Twitter feed, same animal instincts, and a billion and a half dollars to spend attacking the Democrats. So yeah. let me ask you a question: <clears throat> What on what issue? 
Because I think that Trump is far closer to the American people on his actual stance on issues than Elizabeth Warren is, for sure. On what issue would you say Trump is most out of step, policy issue, with the American people? Well, uh, one that comes to mind right away, the Democrats would like to exploit, but because they're talking about impeachment, they're not, is Trump is for getting rid of the Affordable Care Act, including the protection of people who have pre-existing conditions to not be denied health care coverage. Hasn't that train basically passed? I mean, well, no, it's, it's the law, but, the, but he, Trump's supporting a lawsuit to get rid of that. And still. the American people, yeah, the American people strongly support no one being denied coverage if they've got a pre-existing condition. That's, that lawsuit is pretty much considered to be going nowhere, though, right? No, it no. might. You never, you never I, know. But, but so that's one. And I'd say, I'd say another thing is that he is um, uh, he's not as, as much in favor of environmental protection as most of the American people are. Yeah, boy. But, See, DeVito, but, that's your boy. But, well, but, I think that's I, a trade-off, though, for deregulation, correct, though. People correct. like deregulation. They do. They do. But, 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 Fuck but the just to, to go to the, the, <laughs> the flip side of what you said, on immigration, on getting tough with China, and, on, and not being the world's policeman— he is right with the American people. And most elites don't get that. Most elites say, oh, we should have a lot of immigrants come from Mexico. Most elites say, oh, we shouldn't mess with China because we need a lot of trade with them. Most elites say, oh, we need to be part of NATO and, you know, we need to do our part. Most of the American people don't feel that way. So he's, he is, he is on, on issues where he ha on positions that he actually takes and executes, I think he is in, in more in line with well, the American people. Well, right. Wait, wait, when right Elizabeth Warren says, I want to decriminalize uh, the, border. the border and give and extend full medical benefits, cradle to grave to all the illegals, I feel like, like all Trump has to do is say, come on. Correct. Like, yeah. like get a load of well, this. Just that, show the video. Roll the clip. They're migrants. That and eliminating <laughs> private health insurance. A lot of the Democrats I talked to for the book said Nuts. those two positions alone. All Trump has to do is say those two things on Facebook over and over again and in the debates. Those two positions alone are 70-30 in Trump's favor. And, and then and announcing her pronouns. I mean, just on the anti, <laughs> you know, just on the anti-political correctness of the man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he he's, he's, he reverberates with. Uh, he wants to save Christmas. Yeah, he wants. She to doesn't. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Just just, just yeah. kind of like dismissing all this this mm. uh, woke culture and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he may that may run up his popular vote loss, but I think in the swing states that guess he, what? he reverberates. Guess what? He doesn't really care if he loses the no. popular vote. Yeah. He'll he'll be wiped out in California. He'll be wiped out in New York. But in Wisconsin, if you ask people, yeah, about the kind of issues you just raised. I, I, I that's why what the people I interviewed. Take, what will it take for these people to fucking have a message? And, t and think every day, how am I going to beat Donald Trump? They're not thinking about it. All they're thinking about is each other. Now, you got to get the nomination because if you don't get the nomination, having a plan to beat Trump doesn't mean anything. But you got to be thinking about it. And you've got to have a message that excites people. you got to tell an American does? story. Who does? They really don't. And, you know, the, the traditional primary up. swing to the – you always swing to the extremes in the primary. Mm. And then you come back to the middle for the general election. I don't think you can do that anymore because yeah. if you go that far I, to the left, I got to challenge you. you. Can't come I got to challenge you on that. Okay. Bill Clinton ran in 1992. You know who you're talking to, right? No. Uh, <laughs> you realize Bill you're talking Clinton. to a club comedian here, <laughs> who's played 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 the best clubs. Bill Clinton ran in 1992. Okay, four years after Michael Dukakis was a Democrat nominee. What are Bill Clinton's positions? He supported free trade. He supported the death penalty. He yeah. supported right to work. He supported welfare reform, and he said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Those positions were unimaginable to, for a Democrat to hold, to be elected to Congress four years before. So that's a case where a guy did not run to the extreme. That's true. I guess he's an outlier. In he, that, in, yeah. To some extent, George Bush, when he ran for president, 
in the Republican Party. He said, I want a big role for the federal government education. He said we should not balance the budget on the back of the poor. He said mm. he, he talked about he talked mm, about issues that listening. were more centrist. So those two guys ran more to the center than the extreme. So they're two of the four most recent yeah, presidents. And they were two of the two successful ones. Yeah. I don't think that Democrats they're trying to even when Elizabeth Warren is is at these it wasn't a debate. It was like one of these open forums, whatever they call it, where she said know. to that child, well, I would run at my appointments past you. People hear that and they think, what is this nonsense you're talking? That You, yeah. you know, I, I think of, um, what, is, what is her name from San Francisco? <laughs> not, not, not Pelosi, but... Um, Feinstein. Feinstein. When the, they brought out the little kids saying, we demand you listen to us. And she kind of was like, kids don't know what you're talking about, so trust the grownups. Right. Like, that's the kind of message <laughs> that gets things done. But people don't want to hear. People are like, oh, can we get a mentally ill Swedish child to lecture us on oh, the environment? Oh, 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 and, oh, then, oh, oh, and then people think that's, we go. that's who we're supposed to listen Let to? Let him talk the way he wants yeah, to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like that uh, Swedish girl telling us a, a safe planet? I feel planet? like she's being exploited by the people around yes, her. Yes, but she's not mentally ill. No, that's not she nice. Is, she knows she's got severe personality disorders. All right, all right. That's why she's... She's, she goes she is a special, blinker, though. She, she blinks a lot. She's special school for that. She won't eat. She's, she's a seriously ill... And, and, and President she's Trump. Not, but those are... Those are just, she's just autistic. Yeah, right. What about the president? What about so, the president? Uh, and by the way, what about, what about me? She's I have a got question. eating things. He eats steak. But, but well, I'm saying is like, because he's the president of the United States, so we're stuck listening to him. I have a question about the debate. I know, but we we chose to listen to her too. I mean, she became really popular. Not we, she wasn't forced on us. People I were think just she like, was, oh, okay. She was exploited by the people around her. What you mean exploited by? Like, okay, how? Let's, let's let's why, why else do we drag in and say it's like when people say, but what about the children? Because they don't have an argument to make. It's the same as when people say, when my eight-year-old came up to me and said, Daddy, how come we don't have drag queen story time at the library? It's like. What is this fake? Where'd you get this guy? Jimmy Carter did it with his daughter Amy. By the way, yeah, that's true. Because it works. It's very. Can I tell you what I believe? I believe the children are the future. Yeah. Well, now there's only 12 more years. I want to ask you a question. Is it protective? What's going on? Maybe I'm mistaken. Actually, I don't recall a single question to the Democrats yet about Israel. Come on, no. Is everything well, got to go back to Israel? Right, with literally Jews? everything yes. is about you, Israel. Just, I'm not a conspiracy no, theorist, but no. I'm wondering if they're protecting the Democrats from having to you, answer that. You have just tapped into one of the things that I th that the people I talked to for the book are worried about, which is foreign policy and national security. Trump's record is not flawless, to say the least, but he has been commander-in-chief, and he's not gotten us in any wars. And he's had a few pretty successful things when he bombed Syria, just what, what he did a couple weeks ago and taken out the leader of ISIS. Uh, I'll take it a step they're further. Not, I, think, I think he's made it clear he really doesn't want to get into a war. Like, we right. actually yeah. believe yeah, that. Yes, he true. says that. Yeah. And, and that's, where the, American, that. and that's yeah. where the American people are. Yeah. We, have, we fought these endless mm -hmm. wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, so costly in blood and treasure. Trump ran, and he's thought that that's been his position for his whole life, mm -hmm. in, in, as a, even when he's a businessman. So they're not asking about Israel. But you tell me this. Elizabeth Warren, you followed, followed her campaign. Tell me one thing she believes about national security or foreign policy. One thing. The reason you don't know is the press never asks her. They ask her political questions, and they ask her about economics and health care. Mm -hmm. These candidates are not right now getting questions about Israel, about Russia, about almost anything in the debates, a few, but not enough so they're establishing. When Trump ran for president, people knew what he stood for in foreign policy. These candidates are not making but, their mark. But, but of course, Israel is a double-edged issue it's because a mess that's over foreign there. policy. It, it also impinges on the whole intersectional uh, woke community yes right. you cannot yeah. be it's like being pro-white to be yeah. pro-israel it's one of the litmus tests yeah, yeah. no i mean yeah. they, especially they, for an academic 
someone who comes out of an academic environment, yeah. they're, they're pretty hostile. I don't see how you can yeah. run on the left side of the Democratic yeah. Party and ex and you're going to have to double talk about Israel. You're just well, going to have to double Trump, talk. Trump has le left them some room because he has gone, for, for some people who follow closely, he's gone too far pro-Israel, not enough. We call them Goyim. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not, you know, he's, he's basically abandoned the two-state solution. He's, he's, not, he's not made any, any yeah. progress with, with outreach to the Palestinians. So no, zero. Trump, zero. Trump has gone so far on that side that he's left them some room. But you're right. They're vulnerable on that because of, of the, the ascendant uh, wing of the party, the AOC wing, the, the, the squad wing of the party, mm -hmm. is certainly going to have a lot of litmus tests on Israel for those candidates if they get asked about it. I don't think they're being protected. I think just in general, reporters don't care enough about foreign policy. And it's another way reporters who want Trump to lose are helping him win because they're not testing these Democrats to, to, so they can show who's got the chops to stand up to him as commander in chief. Well, and, I, and how I, about the fact Elizabeth Warren agrees with Trump on, on tariffs <laughs> and probably on foreign policy? We don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, uh, how's she going to distinguish herself? I could see how she doesn't want to discuss foreign policy, seeing as how her Native American people got uh. screwed over <laughs> so many times, and all those deals with the federal government. Pocahontas. So I can see it's a very sore, sore spot with her. But what about has the Pocahontas already, issue? Is wait, that still hanging it, over? Has her? she already proven then that she can't stand up to him because she loses at his own game? I, I, that I, was the I, worst yeah, possible I move. I think we have a sample space of one. When Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren oh. tangled, and she lost miserably. Yeah. I am amazed. I mean, it's like watching the, trains collide. Yeah. Like, we'd all just see it coming. The, the, like, don't do it. People, don't take the, the test. The people I talked to the book, for the book said, how can we be putting everything on Elizabeth Warren when the one thing you need to be able to do to she be Trump us. is to tangle with him and win? Right. Yeah. And, and they said, if you tangle with him and lose move on. Right. If you tangle with him and win, move on. Yeah. Because Trump's moving on. She yeah. tangled with him once, she lost, and then she came back to try to make it right mm -hmm. in releasing her, her DNA test. Yeah, right. And uh, it was a disaster. She lost uh. in the most SNL sketchworthy <laughs> right. possible right. way. Yeah. I mean, how do you forget that? It, it was a self-owned <laughs> Where it was a no. self-own, an yeah. epic own. Not only did in he Europe, scramble. we call it an own goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he scrambled her brain so much uh. that yeah. she took the test. She released it. It showed she was one one thousandth or whatever it was, and still less held than it up. everyone at this she table. Less than anyone of us here. Still, she still held it up and said, "See, see." Oh, and when thing. they asked him about poor what he baby. thought, he said. Who cares? Oh. From cradle to grave. It's, it's actually absurd. I, I have I have children who are more African American yeah. than Elizabeth Warren claimed native. to be Native American. Yeah. The very notion that my kids could go around, you know, like writing African American cookbooks and stuff like that <laughs> is so absurd. Yeah. In other words, even if she really was 1024, like she really thought this this somehow vindicated her or or three percent or anything like yeah. that. She didn't give that money back though, did she? And by the, the way, her, her scholarship is a fraud. If you know? they, what if, do you mean? Elizabeth Warren. She didn't give that money Megan back. McCardle had her name. She wrote a pretty good takedown of uh -huh. Elizabeth. Republicans are sitting on a lot of opposition research about her. And if the, mm -hmm. the Democrats nominate her before she proves she can tangle with Trump and survive, they're fools. It's not yet. Yeah, How are we going to deal with four more years of Trump? Though? All right, so what do you think about Andrew Yang, who's my personal favorite? I'm pro-Yang. I'm so pro-Yang. I'm pro-Yang. Here's why I'm pro-Yang. I've got the hat. It's too big. Here's why I'm pro-Yang. Because I think it's great that somebody who's not a career politician, Agreed. who's yeah. not super connected, 100%. can raise money, can yep. get on that stage, mm -hmm. can yeah. communicate effectively with yep. people, can raise ideas. 
What I wish mm-hmm. was he'd come up with some new jokes because I've heard all the jokes already. The <laughs> yeah. jokes over and over. I heard Shane Gillis as well. You know what I want? <laughs> in the next debate he's in, assuming he's in another debate, I want him to wear one of those t shirts that's got a tie on it. Right? Oh, okay. I think yeah, that'd yeah. be like 50 t-shirts. I'd like him to wear those glasses with the Caucasian eyes. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> Lord have mercy, no. But, 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 and, and I think it's great that he's been treated pretty seriously yeah. by, the, by the media establishment. Can an Asian win, Mark? Stop being around a bush. Can an Asian dude as compared be to, president? As compared to the gay guy from Indiana or the three 70-year-olds? I mean, I mean, pick your poison. There's not a perfect candidate in this race. Do you think somebody's going to jump toys. in? I want to ask, hold on, Sherrod. I want to ask you something. Did you, you, you must have seen it. Did the it. article which it was shown that the uh, I guess it was the internal analysis of the Buttigieg campaign says that they have a big problem mm-hmm. getting black votes because black people are, are not so keen on having a gay, not, a gay president. Not all black people, but some black. But that, people. but that's the yeah. obstacle. Yeah. Definitely yeah. like church people, black people, even though <laughs> black. Can we just set a permanent disclaimer that whenever we say black people, we don't mean all black people. Okay. I know you. Just the ones you older, older black voters in like South Carolina who yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of skepticism. Now, what occurred to me about this that really bugged me. Is that if this was any other cohort, is that if this was any other segment of the population that it turned out would not vote for the gay candidate, that would be an article about bigotry. Mm. The, the, but I think the, it's the, the same the Trump with white voters Christians, between 55 though. and won't, mm. won't tolerate a gay. Pre- oh, they're horrible. They're bigots. They're prejudiced. But I but think it's somehow, the same with church people, white or black. I don't. I agree with you. Even though it, most of the gays are in church. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I actually do agree with you. To be much more church going. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually yeah. agree with you that it's yeah. not may not yeah, be racial. Yeah, but we thing. never Maybe did reparations, is, so they get a pass. They they <laughs> get nobody will call them out on it because. Uh, for the obvious reason. Yeah, but honestly, it's because like Kurt, it's, it's, like Kurt's joke, it's like Kurt's joke about reparations, right? That if we just give reparations, everybody could say the N word. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's so many rules because we just yeah. haven't addressed this I, historical wrong. I, yeah. I think Barack Obama proved when people say, "Can we elect an Asian American or a woman? Can we elect a, a, a gay American?" I think the answer is yes. It's got to be the right person. You got to yeah. be cool it's than a right motherfucker. Though. You got to be like Obama, yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah. and walking around and talking. Right. Monday, gotta, going right. on Monday Night Football, going yeah. on the Oscars, fitting in everywhere. Mayor Pete ain't it. Mayor Pete yeah. ain't it. Yeah. He's got problems there with the police force and in his own town. Yeah, yeah. It, I I like Yang because at least he has some ideas. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to hear someone else other than the bullshit we've already right. heard from everybody else. And he seems barely partisan, doesn't he? Doesn't he seem yeah, like he's, he's just trying. accidentally running as a Democrat yeah. and is yeah. just really in the middle? I, and so, I, I really like Marianne Williamson, even though she's nutty. I, I just can't her. figure out how she got on oh, the come stage. On. <laughs> but I think she's interesting because she's the only one who's not mean. I mean, she has no chance of running. I, I have another question. Yeah, she's yeah, got she's, the vibe. She, sounds, she reminds me of like you're at a holiday thing, uh, a holiday family event, <laughs> and everyone's fighting, and you have an aunt who stands up and says, well, we're family. Why are we all fighting? And you think, oh, she's right. But then she starts to talk some more, and you're like, yeah, somebody shut this lady up. She's <laughs> yeah. nuts. She's crazy. I have another question. Yes, sir. Bloomberg. Oh, now, boo. Now, how... I, I, Fucking it, boo. <laughs> he had said something like he didn't want to get in. One of, one of the reasons he didn't want to get in is because he was afraid of throwing the race to Trump. Right. Mm. How does his analysis change if he decides, oh, Trump is going to win anyway? And why do you go to Buddha so, uh, so Bloomberg, maybe, by the way? Because because I'm thinking about the what, what are the secret though? Because I think I think <laughs> I think that Bloomberg I, I think that the whole country is like me. Or is no, a I, I don't know either one. I think he could appeal to me, so I feel like he could win. That's yeah. why. Like, he, he has positions that are so far to the left mm. on, for instance, guns, guns that winning Wisconsin would be mm. a super challenge. He's got positions on economics and criminal justice that are so far to the right. That winning California would be a challenge, unless you so know you the elephant the in the room. No. And he does. Will America elect the Jewish fella? 
George Gayfellow. Oh, George. That's uh, why not, I said no, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said you went from Buttigieg. Mm. He's also he's also in his seventies. Yeah, I mean, he he's got a lot of money and he's got a record of accomplishment as mayor. But we but know how he feels about Israel. He doesn't seem old. He, he has he, he has doesn't. looked he has looked at running for president now for about a dozen years. Yep. And he's a rational guy and he has really smart advisors and they don't think he can get 270 electoral votes and I don't think he can get 270 electoral votes and he doesn't want to run to make a statement and he certainly doesn't want to want run if there's even a chance that would help Trump get reelected. Yeah. Mm. Do you think Hillary is waiting for a moment to strike? Nope. No. You, think she, you don't think she's planning on trying to get back in? I don't because Biden takes up space. This is a, this is like a <laughs> slow motion car crash for the party. Yeah. Biden is keeping Hillary from thinking about it, John Kerry, Terry McAuliffe, all these Democrats who might have a better chance because Biden taking up space, and he's going to take up that space until he finishes fourth in Iowa, potentially. At which point, it'll be too late. He could finish. Fourth Who's going to beat him in Iowa? Uh, Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, or maybe even uh, Amy Klobuchar. I think Why today you say Harris. Oh, okay. I don't think Harris got a chance. Harris is done. Harris today announced a big layoffs in her campaign. She's hadn't raised the money. Oh, no. She's, she's, she's horrible. She's, she's, she pulls around the, the same as Tulsi. Yeah. She pulls I mean, low. I, yeah. I think today, I think today, I think today <laughs> Biden would finish fourth in Iowa. Wow. Now, he might do better. He's got a chance, but he's going to have to have a message. Mm. So, all right. Message. Who do you think could win the nomination who would get their ass kicked the worst by Trump? Who do you think could win, get the nom and Warren. still get? I think Warren, until she, as I said before, until yeah. she proves herself, I think Warren is potentially somebody who could lose a lot of states to Trump. Now, she could also beat Trump, potentially, but like I said. She's she a smarter person, herself. too, isn't she? In what way, I though? I mean, she How we uh, smarts. And academics? Mean, <laughs> who cares? I mean, we don't care. You know, Jimmy Carter was was probably smarter than Ronald Reagan in some, you know, basic way. Yeah. He was an engineer. I don't know, Al Gore, George Bush. Well, Ronald Reagan looked good on but, camera, though, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he had the looks. I'm you know, too young. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton, one of the things he says is super smart. He says, in politics, sometimes it is better to be strong and wrong than right and weak. Mm. Mm. And... It is, it is hard for any first-time candidate, and just to be frank, mm. uh, any woman candidate who's not Hillary Clinton, who was Secretary of State, served on the Armed Services Committee, First Lady, I think people overstate how easy it will be for a woman to clear that hurdle in the eyes of the voters. Mm. And, and, and until we hear her talk about foreign policy, I don't know, how tough is she on Putin? I got no idea, because she never talks about it. Who, Warren? Yeah. Um, now, I used to be a close watcher of Morning Joe. Yeah. And first of all, I thought the show really, really suffered without you. I stopped, My mother agrees. I stopped, I stopped <laughs> watching. But I'm, I, and I, I wonder, and I was wondering at the time, did you think that uh, Trump was a Russian asset through all that? I, I, think, I thought then what I think now, which is his attitude towards Putin and towards Russia is inexplicable. Because... You know, this never gets any coverage, but he has imposed extremely tough economic sanctions on Russia. Mm -hmm. So if he's a Russian asset, he is hurting Putin's friends quite a bit in terms of economics. They, they're, they're, the oligarchs are hurting. Oh, on the other the hand— oligarchs. You hate to see them suffer, the, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so sympathetic. But Putin cares about that. But, but then he stands in the Oval Office and he gives, and he gives information to the Russians, classified information to the Russians. So— I, 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 to this day, do not understand his, his posture towards Russia. Do I think he's an asset? I don't. 
but it's something messed up about his attitude towards Putin in particular mm. and Russia more generally that I just don't get. Well, isn't it just the Pat Buchanan mentality that he generally has anyway about that we we shouldn't be poking the Russians and we shouldn't have been messing around in Ukraine yeah. anyway and yeah. sanctions against the Russians until he pulled out of Crimea there, or sanctions till the end of time, right? There, there, there's definitely a, a part of that. But again, why is he putting such tough sanctions on them? Uh, I guess he, he, he succumbed yeah. to the pressure. I don't think he really wanted them. Yeah. Isn't that what an asset would do to make us think he wasn't yeah, an asset? Yeah, the throws off the, 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 the trail. Yeah. That's how, like on Gilligan's Island. So, it's like, no one could be as dumb as Gilligan. He must be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so, so what happened on morning, Joe, I began, can I can I talk freely? or, or, or they, cause I'm, you're, you're, they're, I think that reading between the lines, they, they seem pretty loyal to you, actually. They really seem like, for, at least from the viewer, yeah. now you, you don't have to. They're very nice people. They, they really seemed like they, they went as far as they could without, you know, putting their head on the guillotine and, and what it was. But they, they that that every bit about them wanted to defend you as they as well as they, they could. They were very great, yeah. very generous people to me, and, and they've been friends of mine for a long time. Yeah. The, the reality is, in the climate we're in, it, it's impossible for anybody to speak up without fear of retribution. Oh. Yeah. So they'll come after. So I, I don't. I don't. You know. They, I don't have anything to say except I'm. I'm, I'm grateful for my friends and 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 the, the current climate is such that very difficult to. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about take, take Charlie Rose. Okay. Charlie Rose is is has been accused of some very serious things. Yeah. He's I think the greatest interviewer in the history of the medium of television. You haven't read a single positive word about Charlie Rose in two years. Mm. You, you could say he did. He's accused of horrible things. He's acknowledged doing horrible things. But also, by the way, the greatest interviewer in the history of television. Yeah. But th we're just not in a climate now where someone can even utter that. Where you, where you know, Barack Obama said today, he said, "We we have to be more gracious to people. You can. There are people who do bad things who also do good things. Yeah. And the culture's just people so quick to write somebody to off, now. though. You know, they just want to write yeah. people off and yeah. put them on yeah. like a heard you say Kramer's Island. Yeah, yeah. it's because everything's a meme, right? So like people don't like nuance, and they don't like a thing that can't be boiled down to a little picture with a little sentence on top. Yeah. <laughs> but right. you can condemn. I've condemned my own behavior. You can condemn Charlie Rose's behavior, but that doesn't mean you have to say they are they are banned from Earth. Yes, that they have yeah. no and and their and the, the, the accomplishments that they did that helped the society have to be erased. So but that's where. So are. actually, I, I wasn't trying to focus on that yeah. issue, but but since you brought it, is this yeah. is this correct? Because if it is correct, uh, well, that whatever the stuff that you were accused of doing mm -hmm. was like 15 years ago. Everything's or, more than a dozen years more, old. More than a dozen years ago, and you just you stopped on your own, mm -hmm. and then got counseling for it. Mm -hmm. And then had no more accusations of it for twelve years. Ten, ten years. I've, ten I haven't years. worked for two, but ten, for, ten for, for ten years. So I mean, wow. I mean, this is not this is not someone who was 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 caught who was stopped. This is somebody who who recognized the situation in themselves. Was doing and something they shouldn't help. be doing. Right. Got a hold of themselves, and stopped. Now, normally in a normal moral universe, that's the person who gets the best. Uh, uh, dispensation. It's the person who denies implausibly that would normally get our contempt. Right. But the people who continue to den deny implausibly, like Bill Clinton, let's say, mm. they're still in good standing. Mm -hmm. And and that's what burns me up about this, mm -hmm. the hypocrisy of it yeah. all. Well, Mark I, I, Ronson wrote about that, didn't he? About shame. And he know. said that the people who publicly admit shame like a normal human being, right, who say, I'm sorry and try to make amends, those are the people who get crucified. Yeah, you it's can't like you show any weakness. The rope. Mm -hmm. You can't show any, and unfortunately, we equate that action, which is supposed to be a very purifying, a very uh, humbling thing, we equate that with a show of 
weakness right. and supplication. And I think that is... For, for her benefit, what is supplication? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. But if you even, even look at one of the reasons I think Trump has been so successful mm-hmm. is because he never apologizes, he never backs down. Now, yeah. I can't say that is a good way to lead your life, but it's an effective one at that very high level. The right. question is, do we want to have? Do we want to live in a world where just by never apologizing and always doubling down and yeah. always pushing through is the right thing well, to do. Ironically, it's only the right thing to do in public. So if you're talking yeah. to the public, mm. that's what people want. In private, that never flies. That's yeah. not going to work with your wife. It's not yeah. going to work with your husband. It doesn't work with your friends. You have to say, I'm sorry, make amends. But in public, for some reason, the crowd thinks differently than the individual. Oh, and they'll, they'll hang you for it. Yeah. They yes, only want to yes. see you up or they want to see you drag very far down, but mm-hmm. they never want to see you in between. Right. Yeah. But, so, but, but I mean, no, no. You know, I took responsibility for what I did. And, and as you said, I stopped doing it 12 years ago. But what, what caused you to stop, if I might ask? What was I the... recognized that, that I was hurting people and I was hurting my own life and I was and I was making myself toxic in my workplace. Was it because somebody threatened no, you or li- somebody? N- literally, no one said a word to me. No, no colleague, no woman who I sexually harassed. Uh, no one said a word to me. I just recognized that that I needed to get out of there and start over working in a different place and get counseling and understand my behavior and and take responsibility. I didn't take enough responsibility because I didn't go back and apologize to the people who I had hurt, mm. who I had harmed. I should have done that, but I didn't. I didn't have any role models for that. Mm. I take responsibility for failing to do it. Have I you just, tried to reach out since then? I have. Yeah. I, I have. I have been for two years, and I and I have as much as I can. It's a hard thing to do because you don't want to re-traumatize anybody. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you contact them directly. You do it through an intermediary. It's a hard thing to do. But I've been able to do it with some people. Okay. And and I'm trying to do it with everybody. But it but it but it is a difficult thing to do. But but the, as you suggested before, the culture should embrace that because because we're going to have people do wrong things, mm-hmm. and, and people are not people are imperfect. So when people make mistakes, if they're willing to acknowledge them, take responsibility for them, to set an example as best they can, to be part of the conversation, that that should be embraced, not not scorned or or disregarded. But that's lar- not largely not where we are as a society. Because we're going to push people away from actually getting the help that they need to get, because they're going to be ashamed that if they do get the help. They're still gonna get fucking torn down. Yeah, and it also makes it also makes. I feel like you have to look at things through a lens of what was appropriate at a time, mm. and and there's some things that can not be excused but understood differently. I, I don't. I don't think that uh, that would be helpful to him. I'm just. Uh, yeah. Not not to everything. Say, to make that argument, and I don't. I, you correct me. I don't think he's making that argument. No, no, no. I, no, I, don't, no. I, I don't think this was appropriate. But, but, but I'm just time. saying that no. there are uh, there are awareness of things now. That there are even, you know, we come at this from the view of jokes and things that you can joke about. Right. And it's been are... hilarious for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you but, do get but it. But there are things that <laughs> so you, you could make a joke about, and you look at it now, and you might say, well, that's, that's, I understand now that that would not be an appropriate thing to approach that way. Right. But there are things in a time frame where it's too easy to look back and say, with today's uh, sensibilities apply. And again, it doesn't work for everything, but I, I think that if we can't talk about these things in, in an honest way, that the people who have who are legitimately interested in harming other people, they'll just keep doing it because right. we can't talk about it in a rational way. And I think where we get frustrated as a society is that the the good people will listen. So they end up getting punished because yeah. the bad people don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. There's nothing you can say to a rapist to embarrass them to stop raping because it's not, they don't care already. Right. Whereas there are people who can, 
have a reflection and say, oh, shit, you know, maybe I should... Now I understand why I should conduct myself. And obviously, I'm not referring to your situation yeah, here, that. but you know, you can look back and say, "All right, now, now I get it." But to just write off people wholesale, I don't think we can do that. I think it's, it's, like it's, that. it's also hard to, to, to facilitate communication between generations. I feel like yeah. there's a generational gap, like you saw with the Joe Biden hugs and stuff, mm. where the stuff that was even that that wasn't maybe he crossed lines, but for the most part, that seems like it was not inappropriate. And now it's like un unheard of. You yeah. you can't touch someone like that. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know okay. what I mean? But, and like but, the young people but, are 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 not. They're gonna they're gonna have decades uh, of growing up before they uh, think uh, that way. I just want to just be careful here. It, it's really for your say everybody's sake. Yeah. That that what you're saying shouldn't be uh, confused with being relevant to Mr. Halpern's situation, no. which he acknowledged was inappropriate, and yeah, that's why yeah, he stopped yeah, doing separate. it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, you're yeah. right, you're so, right. So and all I wasn't, these things I wasn't can, careful, sounded, can be turned no, against him to make it I, seem I as if he that, was trying to That's not my intent at all. That's not my intent. I, what, I'm, not, and I'm, I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about behaviors that are excusable or inexcusable. I'm talking about like re redemption. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking about that. I'm saying that there's a generational gap in what people are willing to accept as an apology. Do you know what I mean? There is a huge generational gap, and I think the society needs to grapple with it more than we have. At the same time, there's a reality. It was true when I worked at ABC for, for 25 years and I left 12 years ago. It's true now. Workplaces are better for white men than for anybody else. Ah, uh, preach. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I've been saying so that for. It's, it's, they're worse for women. They're worse for non-white people. Yeah. And, and it, it's gotten better, but it's still unacceptable. And sexual harassment is still part of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we, need to, we need to recognize that, yes, standards have changed. What's acceptable has changed. Some, yeah. some, some good, some, some maybe not. But, but there needs to be uh, uh, more of an effort to, uh, to accept the fact that w there needs to be communication and there needs to be equality and safeness, safety in workplaces for everybody. Yeah. And that's, no that, that project's not done. Mm -hmm. and, and as mm -hmm. a country, we shouldn't rest till it's done. Mm -hmm. So w w the reason I started with the Morning Joe stuff is I stopped <clears throat> watching Morning Joe because I felt I started referring to his morning grudge. I felt that they become so <laughs> angry with him yeah. that they lost me. And I used to watch it because angry were, with Trump. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe for good reason. I mean, he, right. he was very offensive to Mika, and um, but that the well, I used to love that show because it would have the best version of every credible argument on mm -hmm. a, uh, on a subject. It mm -hmm. became all from one side, and mm -hmm. the people like Dershowitz or the Wall Street Journal types or the the. Um, you know, some of the people in the national, Andrew McCarthy, uh, mm -hmm. who were making pretty good arguments as to why this thing was going to go nowhere, were banished from the thing. And then John Heilman, I know is, is your friend, the last time I watched, he accused Devin Nunez twice on the same show of being a, a Russian agent. That's what that's is the, with people? Accusing people with? being Russian yeah, agents. And, and nobody challenged him. And well, nobody challenged him. I'm like, well, this is gone. This they got off the deep end here. I, I, I can see I you throwing something to I think I think that uh, that all of MSNBC and all of CNN have done that. And as I said earlier, they're getting the president reelected. But, yeah. but yeah. Morning Joe was outside. That's right. They but MSNBC MSNBC always did that. Not and during the daytime. Not. I think the I think the daytime has become that too. Okay. I think I think mm -hmm. I think the media has taken sides and it's not yep. the role of the media. Yep. Yep. They may personally dislike Donald Trump, but they they are now an arm of the Democratic Party, which mm -hmm. is what conservatives have said for 50 years, but now they're acting that way unambiguously. Mm -hmm. And uh, the irony is it will help Donald Trump get reelected for two reasons primarily. One is it's going to energize Republicans to turn out. And number two, it's giving 
liberals the sense, of course Trump's going to lose. Yeah. Of course he's going to lose because I watch the news all day and all I hear is how horrible Trump is. Everybody must be hearing this. No, a few people watching cable news are hearing it. Yeah, they're doing the same dumb argument they did when he got elected. And they're giving okay. him credibility. He called them fake news and now they're being fake news. Correct. And they keep exactly. losing. Like They keep jumping the gun on things and, and, and not researching before they shoot their mouths right. off. Uh, it is funny, though. You do want that bounce. I, I I used to enjoy on Fox News when the late Alan Combs was on because mm -hmm. his uh, role was, was to right. be pleasant and sort of lose gracefully. <laughs> that yeah. He was there to he was like the Washington, win, but he was nice. He was like the Washington he's Generals the Washington against General. the Globetrotters. Yes. 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 He was such the yes. generals. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, remember Al Franken's book? He used to have Hannity in big letters and Combs in a tiny font. <laughs> 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 the generals would score a couple baskets, <laughs> yeah. played a few threes, they had a family. but in the end, yeah. we knew where it was going to end. I, I love reading about the game where the generals were close enough, and they were like, fuck it, we're going for it, and I like know. the children were crying because they beat the Harlem <laughs> <Globetrotters. laughs> Did you see today, anybody see today, and I think it was Washington Post, that uh, Richard Stengel wrote a column essentially endorsing uh, hate speech laws and mm -hmm. re revising the First Amendment. Did you, did you uh, see that? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I did not. He's my former boss. What did he say? I'll recuse myself. Uh, oh, well, okay. He, <laughs> I didn't he, see it. He wrote a column saying, you know, uh, people ask me why why is it illegal to burn a Koran? And he's like, well, that's a, that's a fair question. Maybe we should have hate speech laws. And, you know, by the way, um, there's a lot of disinformation out there from Russia, and maybe we should be rethinking the First Amendment. Uh, entirely. Yeah. He, he was pushing it as a... It's an unbelievable yeah. column. He was pushing what? it as a way like, and this would help keep Trump in check. Yeah. Which is a oh, very scary way we to sell that. Dark days. Yeah. And and yeah, and uh, maybe think of it as what you're saying before. When I read that, I'm like, I can't vote for these people. Mm -hmm. I if that's the Overton <laughs> window, if that's the shift, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And the, that used to be your boss, that dude? He was one of my bosses. Yeah. Time magazine. He was the editor of Time and I worked at Time when I left at ABC. He was just sliding down a slippery slope, isn't he? <laughs> I guess. Are you are you a First Amendment uh, extremist or uh, I'm I'm super strong on the First Amendment. I think the cure for bad speech is more speech. Yep. Now the one exception. I think the cure for bad speech is the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they're that's, that's why they're one and two, right? The, the, as people say, the reason the First Amendment's first because it's so important, and the reason we have the Second Amendment in case the First Amendment doesn't work. Doesn't work. That's right. I, I think that that what's going on with Facebook now. I'm not saying they should be regulated by the government, but I think it does raise a lot of First Amendment issues because they are—they have such a huge reach, and mm -hmm. they are—they are an unregulated business, almost exclusively. And 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 the Russians were able to interfere with our elections, and they're poised to do it again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not for—I'm not—I don't know what the solution is, but that's the one one current debate on the First Amendment where I say society's not being well served by unfettered speech. But in general, yes, I think the yeah. First Amendment, you, you, more speech is better than trying to censor speech. In what did you think case. of a AOC's question uh, to, to Zuckerberg about would you, would you yeah. let the ad that said exactly the opposite of the truth? And he didn't have a good answer for that. It was, it was awesome. She spanked him. She spanked him real good. Huh? His answer should be, we have made so much money that we will spend whatever it takes to review these ads and, and have the same standard that television stations have, yeah. which is, if the thing's false, we're not going to air it. Mm -hmm. Now, with political speech, you got to err on the side of deference to open debate. But if it's unambiguously false, and they could hire, they could hire 70,000 people to review political ads. Or what Twitter did today is say, we're not going to run political yeah. ads. So they could turn down the money. Yeah, that'd Turned be another way to money. deal with it. But um, so I thought I thought that that was a, a case where she was she was uh, j fighting for justice and, and putting him on the spot quite rightly. She well, spanked him. I don't that's th tricky. I don't it could work. That's tricky because Facebook, they then try to play it both ways. Like, are you a publisher? 
Are you a portal? Can I can I place an ad in the New York Times? I mean, politicians say things which are unequivocally false all the time. They do, but television channels for years have turned down ads if their lawyers determine that the thing's false. That's right. Yeah. Because they're now the bar is high. The bar is high, but 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 Facebook's you know broadcasting it. They're sending it to lots of people. And I think and I think they at a minimum they should be looking at that. And that's what she asked him about. We gotta lock up Zuckerberg. That's the See, I'm I'm not line. worried about an unequivocally false ad. I think it becomes exposed so quickly. It, see, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. People don't care. Some weird thing people, people don't care if it's wrong. No. They care if it feels they'll right. Re- yeah. They'll share it. They don't know it's wrong. They'll keep sharing it. I can, sharing I can tell you, you know. I can tell you right now that the Trump campaign will spend tens of millions of dollars on Facebook ads that are at a minimum misleading, and right. in some cases false. Yep. In the last week of the campaign, targeted to voters in Wisconsin yeah. and Michigan and they Pennsylvania, and there'll be no, there'll be no, you know, in a, in a, in the model, right? Somebody, a politician says something false. The model is, well, the press scrutinizes it, and the opponent says that's false. You do it in the last 72 hours before Election Day, there's no, there's well, no way to police that. What scares me, and this is almost true, so then Elizabeth Warren will have an ad about Michael Brown's murder. Yeah. And they're going to run that, and that's a lie. And you know, wait. What about what's the lie? Well, first, Michael using the term "murder" in a legal context would be incorrect. No, it was. I mean, <laughs> it, it, by any standard that we use, Darren Wilson was exonerated, and, and nobody can say that Michael Brown was murdered. It was Eric Holder investigated it, and um, Jonathan Capehart wrote that great column. He's on. So I, I'm very reluctant. I don't know how they can wade into this and separate what's true and what's not true. I mean, they got to give deference to them, but if it's unambiguously false, yeah, they, like they, it clearly all the time. false clickbait type stuff. Yeah. Because then you could make the argument no, that I'm still call OJ a murderer. He was cleared. <laughs> he was cleared, but they caught him with the stealing your own shit back act of uh, 2002, <laughs> whatever that was. Um, yeah, it's again, it's a very strange thing where I don't feel pity for people who are misled by. Clearly, false news. Where no, you, you know, people send you the these. Rest of us. Yeah, yeah, they, they send you these links. They're like, see, and it's like uh, the URL is uh, absolutelybullshit.org. You should have known that this was fake. Because what they do now is it, there was a site called the Daily Current that was clickbait, yeah. but it wasn't. They said, well, we're satire, but it wasn't like the Onion or the Babylon Bee. It just was incorrect information. <laughs> to drive yeah, we, did a, we did a poll today yeah. of Republicans in Alabama, just Republicans mm, yeah. in Alabama, and said, how many of you think Barack Obama's a Muslim? Yep. How many yeah. of you think would say he's a Muslim? Yep. I'd say the numbers would be pretty high. 40%, 50%? But I would counter that with if you do a poll of people living in the Upper upper East Side of New York and came up with whatever demonic thing you want to say about Donald Trump, they would also say they agree with that. Now, I'm not saying they necessarily think it's true, but they like the way it feels. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like We have to detach from this idea of of truth. Take it up with Oprah. She's the one who gave us the idea of your truth, his truth, her truth, they's truth. We're in a realm now where we're outside of rationality where if something makes you feel a certain way you can say well that's true enough right it's it becomes the wrong question to and ask just to be clear not that there's anything wrong with being a muslim i was always i was always amazed when the democrats would say how dare they accuse barack obama <laughs> the of being thing. a muslim like, or how yeah. dare they accuse him of being born in kenya it's like a lot of people both things and <laughs> wrong with it. pretty great people it's just factually wrong is my point yeah. i'm more concerned about the opposite end of the problem with the first amendment that for instance sounds like somebody can write on uh uh, on you know anywhere anywhere literally anywhere on the internet like Sherrod Small has herpes right yeah. and then forever anybody who Google's you yeah. 
will see this. Well, you're going to explain right after if, it. No, you don't. No, and if, and if it's <laughs> that true. That doesn't sell as well. If it's true, it's an absolute defense. He got AIDS. And then let us That doesn't seem right to me. I'm kind of sympathetic to this European idea of a right to, well, to be a, forgotten. Well, there's a legal case mm. in Italy mm. where there were two brothers who got into a fight and one stabbed the other in a restaurant. And this is going back Italians. Like, what, wow. like 20 you, years you ago. You people are really. Uh, yeah, really. Animals we are. <laughs> but what they, the guy sued saying that he wanted all search results to that case to be removed. So there's a movement to saying that if you, it's almost like having your record expunged, but right. expecting yeah, a Google case. and the internet to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're lucky in the United States, we have we have laws that kind of are a little bit, they err on the side of let's have a free for all and let things sort themselves out. Right. Whereas in Europe, like it, their libel laws are much stricter than what we have here in the well, United States. What we States. have here I'm is that we, we've just privatized it. If you have enough money, yeah. you can pay someone to scrub that information yeah, on the internet. And you can no, pay you someone to circulate it. Which one of you has time tonight to go fix my Wikipedia page? <laughs> 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 Ain't that much time in the world, Mark. Because I'm, I'm yeah. sick of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I just changed it to say you're a Muslim, so I updated it. <laughs> you I'm can never scrub it all the way, though. You're right. I have to I go to my so. Wikipedia page. People keep putting up that I'm Danny DeVito's son. <laughs> and I remove it. and then Guilty. But, but who's the person <laughs> who's like, who's this edit. person who doesn't know and keeps... Cur- I'm like, but I'm me. I know that I'm not Danny DeVito's son. I have to... I want to kind of just... Um, maybe... I guess apologize is the word. You know, I, there was this... I wanted to have you on the... There was a talk of having you on the Comedy Cellar podcast. Oh, uh, what happened? You ain't have the balls for and, it, so and, here you go at Race and, Wars. And, and I, we do, we do the, the heavy lifting. Mark, and we do the heavy lifting I, over and here. I, and I I'm went through su- such a trauma, including, like, death threats and threats against my kids and all wow. kinds of stuff. What? Yeah. That, um... You mean when you said we're going to have me on or from something No. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the podcast in general whole, gets a lot of death threats. This whole thing where I, where I you know... Would, Stood up for Louis C.K. Right, right. right Louis C.K.'s right to perform. Right. Um, that I. That I thought I, you stood up for the others. <laughs> yeah. So and and I'm not. I have to tell you, I'm not feeling good about myself right now. That I that I didn't uh, do it. Not too late. Not yeah, too late. I, 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 yeah, that's what I said. I, I, I hope you would do it. I think. Now I think you see that I kill as a guest. That's what it's no, about. No, I always try things out on me first, yeah. though. That's Noam's way. This is like New Haven, and now you're Broadway. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> He's New Haven. I know you're trying to make a serious point. You're, no, no, I, I'm just saying because because well, I. Well, you should I, feel bad because you're a fan of him. You like. You know he's a smart dude. You enjoy his no, uh, it's, political. It's, be, uh, it's because I believe in. Cer- I believe in certain principles. Right. And I want to live by those principles. And we live at a time when people literally can't separate standing on principle from an endorsement. Like there was a time when the ACLU would defend blah, 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 blah. And people would always understand, well, that's they're just standing up for for principle. Right. And that's not uh, an insult or a compliment to to anybody. And 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 I and I went through that and it was and I and I was happy with myself and I and I survived it. And then there's just some PTSD. And I said, well, you know, do I really want to? Risk that, but I don't think it would have been that anyway, and I, right. and well, so I'm not that I, proud of myself well, about it. But anyway, but 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 you should not, whatever people think of what you did, you should not have your kids' lives threatened. That just shouldn't happen. Right, no, it shouldn't happen. It just shouldn't happen. And and so I'm sorry that that happened to you. But 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 it is unfortunately, it is what it what intimidates people from speaking up when they think something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the cancelers count on. Yeah, well, they, Barack Obama spoke out today, and we'll yeah. see if that has an impact because he's he's not afraid because he can't be canceled and he won't be canceled. Mm-hmm. What did he talk about? Speaking about, oh, there's a he's, pretty cool video. That he came said, he he said, you know, we, 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 you shouldn't think that canceling somebody is like a big achievement. Right. You know, that's not that's not contributing. Contributing mm-hmm. is doing stuff that helps other people, yeah. not tearing people down. Yeah. And as I said before, he said. 
they're good they're good people who do bad things. That's facts. Yeah. yeah. I, I think but he's of one of the few people who can say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's in that that weird nothing to lose and people will hear it differently coming from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so laid back, yeah. a black dude yeah. who lives in Hawaii. What a life. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, it's almost like in some ways it's the same position Chappelle's in where yeah. what are you going to do to him? He's yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's 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 moved beyond your reach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as cancel culture goes, I think it's it's not just that. You should listen to this other person and might have redeem. That's very important. But also the idea that you're harming yourself yeah. when you cancel people out like yeah. that. Because when you eliminate other voices, you don't need to hear what you already know over and over again. Exactly. You need to be exposed to things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And mentioned before, I'm a huge Jordan Peterson fan. And one of the things he says is, always think the other person, go into it thinking they might know something you don't know already. Right. And we're such a society that is focused on, like I know, know everything. Yes, yes. And it you is, don't. Saying. Nobody does. Yes. I, I, think like- you, I think you're giving it too much credit for being um, motivated by writer. I, 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 I see it as just a license to be mean and cruel oh, and, 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 a, and a bully it's a and dress it up attitude. as righteousness. Yep. It's and almost it's like the oldest the, human nature exactly. and it's mob well, it's justice. Like the internet has created this kind of mob, facilitated kind of mob, and it makes the whole culture skew high school. Yeah. It's you young know? shit. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you're right, because high school, because it's an immature, undeveloped, yes, it's like your, br- your brain hasn't right. developed you have to, to handle another opinion. You have to leave high school to be cool in college. Like, it's irredeemable in high school. Otherwise, you're just a dude hanging around the park. Otherwise, just the girl in the back race or whatever. I don't I'm going to go. It's a pleasure to meet <laughs> you. I have the email address. Thanks for coming. Okay. Yeah. okay. Thank Thanks you. for coming on now. Exit, grace, exit gracefully. So the book's out now? What the what's book's what out now. It's available at all your finer Perfect booksellers and on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And uh, like I said, if you're a Democrat and you're trying to figure out who can win, and our discussion illustrated what a lot of Democrats say, which is, I can't figure out who can win. Right. If you're trying to figure out who can win, you read this book and you say, okay, these are these are smart ideas. Wish the Democrats are able to do this, and uh, and it's also got a lot of great stories about about the recent history of presidential politics in terms of what's been effective, what hasn't been effective, and uh, and how how are the Democrats going to beat this guy? Because again, beating any incumbent is hard. Beating this incumbent, the people I talked to said, do not underestimate the chances that he will get four more years. Do you think any of the candidates will read the book? I think they will. I think they will too. You think yeah. Trump will read it and call you angry? White, White House. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you giving out secrets for? I think somebody he knows well, will no, read I mean, it and talk to him I about mean, it. I think I think Trump will like it because what is Trump like most of any of all? But Trump likes himself. the fact that Democrats say, "Uh oh, Trump's good, strong. Trump yeah. could win again." Yeah. And and the book, the the first chapter of the book is about the fact that Trump led a movement. He said it, and the press mocked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Press mocked him. When I and I told you before about how I got invited to talk to him in Trump Tower while I was waiting for my appointment. Mm-hmm. A guy named Michael Cohen, who's a little bit oh, more yeah. famous yeah. now than he was back then, he brought me to his office and he showed me this. This is in Trump Tower. In Trump Tower. Yeah. I was a little bit early and, and Trump was in some other meeting. So he showed me in his office these binders, 2011, these binders filled with handwritten letters from people from all over the country who would, who would send Trump $5 and a note saying, You must run for president. Right. Wow. Now, I've never. I've been to a lot of guys' offices of men and women thinking of running for president. I've never seen anything like that. Right. Now, I thought at the time, though, did Michael Cohen like, like a little high school project, like write all these letters himself, <laughs> and get out a bunch of ballpoint pens, and write some left-handed, some right-handed? They were authentic. Right. They were from all, they were from all fifty states, and they were people saying, "My kids need you to run for president." And and when I read those, I said, the, the, you know, 
Trump Trump has a lot of flaws, mm-hmm. but he is someone who people really respond to. Right. And he's talking about things that strike a chord with people. Four years later, when he ran for president, I thought about those letters, and I said that was the origins of this this movement that he he captured. He didn't create it. He captured it. He what do you think it. created that? What do you think made that spill? you think Obama had anything to do with it? you think it woke I, up some I think racist base? The, no, I mean, that's part of it for sure. But I think there also we there's, go. Race there's, wars. A, there's a long, there's long, exactly. There's a long term on brand. There's a long term uh, uh, people are feeling concerned about the future. Right. Uh, endless wars, worried that their kids aren't going to do as well as themselves. And then in 2008 with the financial crisis, right. people said, I, I've saved all this money for retirement, gone in a flash. I bought my home. Value of my home, gone in a flash. Yeah. And, and they said, Washington has done this. Washington has, has made us promises. They haven't kept them. They said, we'll take somebody whose promise is, I'm going to strap a bunch of dynamite to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk into D.C., and I'm going to blow the place up, and then we'll start over. And yeah. people said, that's better than another Clinton in the White House. Right. Mm-hmm. That's better than a career, Jeb Bush, a but career But is that politician. what he's doing? Did he really blow it up? Or is he expanding out fucking swamp to the Ukraine now? He's 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 not kept his promise on a lot of things. And is but, he helping these people that voted for him? On foreign policy, he's he's kept his promise. Okay. He's, he has not gotten us in any wars. He's getting us out of wars. On trade with China, trade with Mexico, he's kept his promise. He's saying... I'm going to fight to change it. Because if Hillary Clinton had been president or Jeb Bush had been president, right. China would still be ripping us off every day. I believe that. And he's trying to change it. Now, he's not succeeded yet, right. but he's trying. Right. Domestic- but he always had beef with China, even before he got into office. He did. Plus, yeah. He did. But so do the American people. And again, yeah. I would laugh when I would go to these elite conferences and, and Democrat and Republican elites would say, oh, well, China cheats on currency and they, trade practices are unfair. But of course, we have to trade with China because we, you know, that they're, they're our lenders and we get so much, so many products from them. No, the American people want the relationship to be changed. And, right. and Trump's done that. Domestic policy, he's not kept his word nearly as much. Right. But, uh, but, uh, uh, for a lot of people, again, if the choice is Trump or someone who's going to take away their private health insurance, mm-hmm. that may be enough to say, you know, I don't love Trump and I hate his tweets. And I, I you know, I find the, 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 the fact that he did what he did, even with the Ukraine or, or Mueller, problematic. But a lot of people are going to say, I still want to want to have my private health insurance. So the book, the book was grew out of panic on the part of some people, deep concern on the part of others to say, if we do not find the person who knows how to beat Trump, we will lose. Well, you, do you think someone else is going to get in the race at some point? I think you're seeing the people. Oh! Just, yeah, just the only line. question is who, who most closely reads How to Beat Trump, my book, and memorizes <laughs> it and internalizes it and does what the people I interviewed say they need to do. If you had the bet on it, who would you say has the best chance on the Democratic side to really go at him? If I were betting today, yeah. Elizabeth Warren. If our oh my today. God, we, now, do you mean the lose. best chance of winning the nomination? <laughs> no, no, no. Best, best chance, chance of winning of the nomination. Okay. nomination. Best chance of beating him is is my my old friend Michael Bennett, but he he's not going to get the nomination. Doesn't look like. But he, I think he gets sixty percent of the vote if he were the nominee. Really? Yep. Do you think Biden could have mm. beaten him if he ran against him in the previous election? If it wasn't Hillary, if it had been Joe Biden? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think that here, momentum. Here's, I mean, obviously, it's here's what I think Here's what I think history is going to record that. The, the worst thing that Hillary Clinton did and the worst thing that Joe Biden did was run for president. They, when they decided to run, they scared everybody else out of the race. Yep. You could have won. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I didn't think either of them would run. I thought Hillary Clinton, she's a grandparent. She liked going to theater. She had close <laughs> friends telling her, do not run mm. because you cannot, probably can't win. And if you do win, you can't unite the country. Same thing with Biden. 
I thought after the death of his son, given yeah. all, given given how old he is, given the fact that he's never made money in his life, I thought he's not going to run. He's going to enjoy being a grandfather and, and, and making money for the first time in his life. Yeah. Both of them ran, and and there's no greater uh, 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 factor to cite to say, why did Donald Trump get elected four years ago, and why might he be reelected than those two people making the decisions oh, they made. Oh, yeah. they're in the way. They're in the way of progress. Yeah. They're in the way of the Democrats being able to beat a guy again who is a beast of a candidate. Yeah. Do you think Bernie wouldn't be able to beat him in? But the DNC was in the Clinton pockets anyway, so mm. they gave that. Yeah, and they, and they really kept the, the Demi- Democrats from getting that next generation of yep. contenders to come up because Correct. you still had to kiss Hillary and Bill's Correct. rings. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 else and, and one of the <laughs> legacy, one of the legacies of four years ago that I write about in the book is the DNC helped Hillary. We now know because yeah. of the leaked emails. The DNC and and the labor unions and all these other parts of the Democratic Party, they can't weigh in. If they weigh in on behalf of Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris, the left will go crazy and say, once again, the establishment's trying to rig the system against us. Right. So so Joe Biden, if he were traditional uh, uh, mainstream uh, candidate, uh, establishment candidate, he'd be getting a lot more help than he's getting now. But right. they can't risk it. So... Huh. I'm telling you, is my, he raising my, money? Biden's raising some money. No, though, right? no, Biden, not anymore. <laughs> Biden has less money in the bank than Mark Kelly, who's running for Senate in Arizona. What? Yeah, he's got what? nine million in the bank. Why? He's what? just deeply unpopular. No, uh, he doesn't excite enthusiasm, and he Damn. he and he's not raising money on the internet the way mm. the way Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and, and Bernie Sanders are because because he's an old man, he'll not have work. Got to be excited, you know. <laughs> well, he's he's not an internet brand. Is Buttigieg really that? I didn't think of him as someone to be taken that seriously. Take no, him seriously take him because seriously. because because there are a lot of people in the party. If Biden finishes fourth in Iowa, as again I think he might, the, the establishment there are a lot of Democrats who who say I don't agree with Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and more importantly, I don't think they can beat Donald Trump. They're going to be looking for somebody else. And if Buttigieg finishes ahead of Biden in Iowa, a lot of people may look to him. Wow. He will get spanked by Trump, oh, mayor yeah. of a city of a hundred thousand. He is going to be, oh. How many my. people live in Bed-Stuy? Uh, in my apartment, 100,000. <laughs> exactly. So basically, you're the, you're, you're the same responsibilities as Pete Buttigieg. So would you look at it as like a, like a Mondale-type loss? If it was Buttigieg? Oh. No, no, no. no I'm too here's, young for this. Here's, look, here's the thing. Dukakis? Here's the thing. <laughs> Donald Trump was elected president. People say Pete Buttigieg doesn't have the qualifications. Call, that goes out He's the never hosted a reality show. That's yeah. true, but he does yeah. have other qualifications. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think that his his youth will be will cut both ways. I think being gay will cut both ways mm-hmm. if he's a nominee. He's a super smart guy, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I think that that he's a likable guy. Veteran, so, and he's a veteran. Got military experience. So so I, I mean they're all flawed candidates. But if you ask me, if you ask me, is he more flawed than Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? Or Kamala Harris? I don't That's think so. And will this impeachment so. play any role in this election? Yeah, it'll strengthen Trump. <laughs> That's what you really think. <laughs> unless somehow, yeah. unless somehow something comes up that causes twenty Republican senators to vote to convict him. Yeah. Twenty. Look at the list of Republican senators and maybe try to he get has a 20. black baby somewhere. That'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't if, know, man. I, I don't think. I, mean, I can't Jewish think of daughter. what you could catch him on. He's he's at, he's he led the birther movement. Yeah, but, he's already confessed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we already yeah. know everything we need yeah. to know about him I, I so, think, and white again, people still Nancy, love him Nancy let's Pelosi. not say americans white people nancy, nancy pelosi was against impeachment for months because she saw what's going to happen it's going to the house is going to waste time in the view of trump supporters to do their investigation they're going to they're going to be talking about ukraine and 
and, and you know, investigations. Well, so and, it's a and waste of time dirt. in not Trump supporters' eyes, too. I mean, Congress gets yeah. so little done in yeah. the eyes of the people. Yeah. No. When schools and or kids or whatever, or lunches or healthcare, anything needs fixing, they're somehow on break, which is unimaginable. <laughs> it's summer for them yeah. all the time, and the yeah. rest of us are working. And then all of a sudden, when you say whisper impeachment, they're all at their desk ready to work. I mean, like, yeah. they're showing up, you know, like, early yeah. to You're work. right. A lot of people it's think that. It's bad and that's why Pelosi was against it. And it's why a lot of the people I talked to for the book said, you know, the, the Trump's Trump's the, the ability, our ability to be Trump is not hurt by him, is not helped by impeachment. It's hurt by impeachment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah, we're All fatigued. the rules are off with him. That's the thing that's so mind blowing. Yeah. Isn't it? You can't apply these old structures to him. It just doesn't work anymore. You need a new For defense. Someone the so zone's old, not working. <laughs> he's so of this era, isn't he? This is yeah. such a gloves off era. Yeah. Yeah. And he has Trump. You look at the age. They're all at the age where when Reagan was running, they made fun of him as the doddering old man. And they're yeah. his age or older, yeah. almost all of them. Yeah. Trump has incredible energy. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's all that McDonald's. Yeah, like he just is. I think that's why people like He eats garbage food. Garbage. He talks he shit. shit. Yeah. He bangs hot chicks. Like yeah. he does like all these crazy. He was like, I always think of the, the, the what is it, Nelly Country Grammar, where he mentions, <laughs> like they used to mention Donald Trump in these songs oh, because yeah. they say uh, the he was time, a poor, yeah, he was a poor time, person's idea of a rich person. Nigga, Prince wrote a song yeah. called Love You Like Trump. <laughs> that came out in 1990, and the time, the band The Time, mm. Mars Day, they sung that song. Mm. Like Trump's always been revered in the hip-hop yeah. and black community early on. Again, And I, so now, everybody's like, well, He was like a people, human gold plate necklace. People, yeah, he was like people, the Monopoly man. People, <laughs> people, people sometimes make fun of me for saying this, but I'm telling you, against the right Democrat, Trump's going to get more African-American vote than he got last time. Mm. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. It's possible. I think he'll get more than Warren. I don't think Warren connects with black people yeah. he'll, and if it's biden he'll target a biden record on criminal justice ah, yeah he will target that with facebook ads to african-americans maybe maybe he'll suppress the vote they won't turn out to vote maybe he'll obama come out for him finally though maybe Ooh, that's, that's maybe. the real swing mm -hmm. that ain't helping he oh, if only obama could run again huh yeah, uh, these three-time presidents though. why not fdr did it now let me he ask you this you're a constitutional scholar could obama be vice president yes yes well, what if, the, yes. well, what what if, if he the, becomes president? What if the president can he? Dies, he so. can be. No, he can't. Well, if he's vice president, then there's a potential to become president. And no, not this turn. The next time. Then you have to wait out a certain time or no? He no, can't come back life, as a vice lifetime president. Lifetime ban. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's never been tested. Why are you shaking your head? Well, so you can still do it. It's not illegal. It's never been tested. I mean, FDR had, what, four terms? Yeah, but they passed a constitutional amendment. After so, yeah, as as and you can goes. pass it back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of things have been passed and passed back. No, who was what it? is given cannot be ungiven. Who was the president? The prohibition. Was it Taft who Fair. came back for the second term, but not consecutive? Non-consecutive. Yeah. Uh -huh. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. He had a gap right. between it. Yeah. Yeah. But those only were, one. that was back when guys would be president and then they'd be a Supreme Court justice and then they'd write a book about birds. Like those guys, like, <laughs> they did a lot of shit. They'd just go give expensive <laughs> lectures. Then Forrest Gump, then Zelda, then back. Yeah. I guess it's time to wrap it up. That was a good show. You had fun, Mark? I'm winded. You winded, right? There's a lot coming at you. I used to host an hour show, but we had commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah. we go right through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right through damn no, commercials. This is work. Yeah. That's what shows I'm not to make sure money. I'm paying the bills for this <laughs> elaborate set. <laughs> you want to plug the book? Do a pluggy plug? Uh, sure. Again, it's called How to Be Trump: America's Top Political Strategist on What It Will Take. It is not a partisan book. It is a book of reporting about what the smartest Democrats I've met in my 30 years as a political reporter think needs to be done. Whoever the Democrats nominate to win. So, if you're a Democrat and you want to know how to beat Trump and which candidate can beat Trump, you could buy the book. 
And if you're a Republican and you're interested to know what Democrats think need to be done, it's there's some damn interesting stories. And if you just like politics, you'll learn a lot about American history. Nice. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Good to be here. Thank it. you. Happy to be here. DeVito, plug in uh, plugs. At Joe DeVito Comedy on social media. I'm looking forward to reading Mark's book just so I can be have more ammunition when I say, I told you so to people after the election. So I'll actually be able to point to it. Joe, you're the worst. I am the worst. And not only that, I have a tweet making fun of the Washington Post that has gone viral. Oh. At Joe DeVito Comedy, you can see my little jokey joke that has 16,000 likes. 16,000? Yeah, which is pretty wild. You're a regular um, Trump over here. No, I'm not the best. How many followers do you have on Twitter? I think about 15,000. Wow. It's not so. bad for just a regular person like me. So at Joe DeVito Comedy <laughs> and uh, JoeDeVito.com and on DryBarComedy.com, you can see my special for free. It's clean. Watch it with your family over the holidays. Oh, As Rick Perry would say, Mazel Tov. <laughs> <laughs> White daughter? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, Karen Kardashian, K-E-R-E-N. On Insta, K-E-R-E-N, Margolis, M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. I post my spots. Um, not this week, but other weeks. I co-host Citywide at The Stand, Thursdays at 7 p.m. So come check me out. Why not this week? Boom. Because yeah. uh, Shane Gillis is hosting it. Oh, uh, yes. We got to get Shane on the show, too. Uh, what a show. Come check me out. Do my hour on, uh, what is this, Monday, November 11th at the Comedy Cellar, 10.30 p.m. show. Go to ComedyCellar.com. Come see my filthy, filthy, f- <laughs> filthy hour. Uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, November 11th, and then I'm doing it again on Thursday, November 21st at the Fat Black, 10.30 p.m. show. Go to ComedyCellar.com. And then we got the Homecoming show on Tuesday, November 26th. Oh, it's going to be dope. Leslie Jones, Che. Uh, Derek Gaines, uh, Monroe. There's a lot of people on that show. So go to ComedySeller.com on Small World Comedy for that. And I'll be in Mohegan Sun for New Year's Eve. So get your tickets for that. It's going to be some big shows. Casino. New Year's Eve. Bringing the New Year in right. Gambling. Giving away all my winnings. Mm-hmm. My earnings. Had fun? I enjoyed it immensely. But like oh. I said, I'm winded. You're winded, though. I should have had some protein before. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Good night.